Journey through the Decade cast, a camaraderie retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. And I'm Chris, again. And this week, Evan got kidnapped by um, Nazima Pharmatics Pharmacy. He was betrayed by a group of mercenaries that he was working with, and is indisposed. Yeah, something like that. So he's missing. We'll find them later. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, the two of us, on the other hand, watched uh, episode 5 of Kamen Rider Amazons. We did. And that is a thing that we did. It sounds like neither of us absorbed terribly much of it, so this should be an interesting episode. <laughs> I don't know if there was that much to absorb. Right, right. Yeah. Last episode was all action-y, and... The one before that had that awesome boardroom scene, but this one didn't really have any bits that, like, really jumped out at me as quite as memorable. So, I think the gist of it is, if I were to summarize this pretty quickly, is um, Haruka questions himself a bunch about what he is fighting for, and also dealing with the fact that he likes murdering. Um, He has a conversation with... What's her name? His pseudo sister. Just about stuff, and they talk about the the aquarium metaphor that happens again. Yeah, she like hands him an aquarium magazine because apparently they they bond over aquarium stuff. Well, I think it was more than that because it had like fancy scenery shots too. I mean, I couldn't read the title of the magazine because it is in Japanese, but <laughs> well, he was flipping through it. They showed it. Okay, um, fair. Not super important. They talk about that, and just like Haruka's just like, "Welp, I can't go back to being here. This place sucks." So then he leaves again. Yep. Um, and oh yeah. Then they they fight a a guy on a bus. There's like, uh, I almost called him a fangire, but it is not a fangire. <laughs> they have Amazon involved bust incident. Right. And then um, Jin is disposed this entire episode. He is uh, being experimented on at the Nazma Pharmacy place. Uh, yeah, the shot at the end of the recap is the one right after they, like, stun-batoned him in the back of the neck and everyone's kind of standing around looking at each other awkwardly. Yep. Just a good, good shot to end on. I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, he might be faking it, though, because at the end of the episode... Uh, Nanaha seems to like get like a sense that that they're moving Jin, so she's gonna presumably go blow shit up and and help him out. Yeah, it seems like she recruits Haruka to do that. So I don't even I don't, unsure she even recruit recruits Haruka. Also, also they do hang out for a little bit. Yeah, they do hang out, but I I assumed that was set up for him helping her, but I guess it might not. Yeah. Well, the episode kind of ends on a cliffhanger where there was not only bus Amazon, but Amazon in tunnel Amazon. <laughs> and uh, it's trying to murder Haruka's sister, whose name I forgot. Because, yeah. honestly, they don't do much with her in the show. <laughs> they use his bike doing that growling sound a bunch in this episode. And it's pretty funny for... The first couple times you hear it and starts to become a little played out and weird after about the dozen time. I I it didn't even register to me most of those times to be honest. It did not bother me. <laughs> I uh well I, I didn't hear it the first time Evan mentioned it happening, but in this one they play the growling sound a lot, so I definitely noticed it. Gotcha. Mizuki is her name. I, I hope she gets better. I don't think she's like a very good character right now uh she's barely had any dialogue yeah i mean considering the amount of scenes she's like she's had a scene every episode and 
they've done very little to characterize her, so that's an odd choice. Yeah, that is true. I mean, you don't know, like, I hope they do something with her other than just have her be a damsel in distress. Uh, presumably, yes. Also, and, like, not have her classmates call her ugly when she is, in fact, uh, one of those idols in the real world she, so you know that doesn't work out at all still she she's just not unattractive like at all it's weird to say she is yeah i don't know this was like this was like a super slower paced episode it was good i was entertained through thoroughly throughout it's a it's a mood setter as you can like kind of tell from the episode title which is eyes in the dark so it's like getting us ready for more more stuff to happen yeah i think just amazon's is taking a lot of time to to get haruka to get whatever resolve he is going to commit to i don't know i feel like five episodes into other common writer shows they've probably not progressed very much either but haruka's a fairly blank slate character honestly so like in in like uh you know kuga or or zio or whatever like they take a bit to accept the common writer part of themselves but they already have a personality that influences like the plot of the show and haruka kind of doesn't well i i think i think like that's the point though right right i mean yeah like in some ways i kind of understand that choice because there is a pretty large cast and i think this is this is only a 12 episode show right there's a season two okay well if the season two is just as long that's still half length for a common writer show but well like, you also have to remember that these are longer episodes than standard common writer so we're basically getting minutes longer no they're like 40 minutes the, garrett this episode was 29 minutes long it but it felt longer. <laughs> uh, I swear these are always like. I swear all these are like forty minutes. I, I'm pretty sure most of them have been a half hour long. Maybe they're just a half hour then. They feel like forty minutes. I'm gonna save you some time because they started googling this. The first two and final episodes of every season run an extended length. Everything else averages thirty. No commercials. Just thirty to thirty-five. Well, yeah, so the point I was making is I, is I think it is kind of the point that Haruka is kind of this blank state, blank slate, because that's kind of, that's how we were introduced to him. Um, this first arc is kind of him, like, coming into himself with, with these changes that have been happening with, like, the first five episodes. Right, yeah, like, that's what the show's doing, but by having him be so much of a blank slate... There's really no B-plot, which is very different structurally from every other common writer thing we've seen. Well, I think just, like, the B-plot is, like, all of the stuff that's not with Haruka. So, like, you have, well, like... Well, yeah, but it's, it's all kind of tied up in the same central mystery of this company and, like, the Amazons. It's all It's all revolving around the same thing. No one has, like a character story that's going on outside of that mystery. Um, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I feel like Karka's having his own thing outside of this, because... Well, that's what we are just talking about. His his personal development is entirely related to his, like, relationship to being an Amazon so far. Right. I don't know, I, I feel like it's different enough where you can't just, like, lump it in with, like, weird Nazuma politics and things like that and like it doesn't like super relate to like Jin and nanaha like that's a different like plot and line of, and like line of thinking they're going down i suppose that's true but we only were really with we only saw one episode of that like we they were only really in like episode two i think it was I don't know. we I... haven't but we haven't really seen anything about their relationship since then. So, like, they're there, though, and there's things going on there. Like, I feel like we have, like, four, like, factions that we're kind of following. Because, like, we get to see Haruka stuff, our protagonist. 
<laughs> you just put like after every word of that sentence, so I'm not sure if you're sure about that. All right, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's four factions. Um, there's Haruka, protagonist guy. Um, we'll circle around and come back because he's protagonist. There's, like, the Jin group with Nanaha. There's, like, corporate um, Nazuma. And then there's, like, uh, exterminator group. Right. Th- this is true, but uh, my, I'm saying none of them really have relationships outside of the context of Nazama Pharmaceuticals and this Amazon experiment they've been running. Sure, but they're all... They all are perceiving it a different way. Right, but that... Okay, like we were talking about how the episodes sometimes seem longer than they all... That's... Like, there isn't a B-plot. Like, there isn't... We don't go to other character stuff and, or they don't bring in guest characters for us to have mini arcs with, like we do in most Kamen Rider shows. It's just all about this one thing, the whole time. Yes. So that's really different structurally from every other Kamen Rider show we need. It's actually weirdly a lot more like TV from like the sixties or seventies. So like, even though the show feels a lot more modern than. In terms of cinematography and scripting than a lot of the shows we've watched, the structure is a lot more like an older show. A significantly older show, so... Well, or that, or it's just, like, it's less... It's less marketed towards kids. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's not... It doesn't have an of-the-week thing going on um, is probably part of, like... I guess the when they were scripting it, they were like, well, we mainly do that to keep kids engaged week to week. So I guess they just decided not to take that approach. Yeah, we from like episode one, like there's been like a main or our story arc that we've been following from the beginning that hasn't like we've established like what we're doing and then we're just doing it. So there hasn't been any like filler or like super monster of the weeky stuff. Right, right. Yeah, everything that has happened so far has all been part of the drugs on these bracelets running out and the Amazon starting to wake up. Right. And then there's, like, the bit with Haruka where his thing is, right now his thing is trying to figure out just, like, what he is. Either is he human, what being an Amazon means to him, or any variation of that question. Right, right. And that now is starting to kind of flow over into like what what is his motivation now that now that this is in his lap. Yeah, I mean honestly when the show started, the whole like is he human thing, I wasn't sure if I was really totally buying, but now that I've seen a little more of the show, I think I kind of am because I'm actually not sure if he is does have like a human psychology like he does like his interests and perspective and desires are so limited that it does kind of seem like he's not a complete human in a way right and also so like if that's a if that's a legitimate question they're putting on the table like is this guy like a weird monster instead of a human like and the answer to that is yes like that's interesting yeah, and it, it's so weird because it it seems like five episodes is like so long to like to finally like get to this point, but there also just like hasn't been any downtime until now for this to happen. Right, right, yeah. Like the characters haven't really taken a break to like talk to each other about stuff very much, except for that one boardroom scene. Right. But yeah, that's that's true. But then, like, even then, like, Haruka was trying to get there to figure out answers. This is, like... Yeah, and he got immediately sent on a side quest. Right. And and now they're just, like, trying to, like, send him back and forth, because they try to send him home. And he goes there for a minute, and he's like, this place sucks. And then he just leaves again. I do think it's kind of funny how, like, his mother has just been ne- kind of, like, basically neglecting him up until this point... And now that he's, like, being more more forceful about their relationship, she's just, 
like, well, I can't neglect you anymore, so I guess I'll just deflect you into other things I need done. <laughs> yeah. She's just, it, she just, like, sh is shifting to the next strategy of distant parenting. I agree with that. There's, like, a weird analog to, like, growing up and or puberty when Haruka and Mizuki are at home. And she also mentions that she's feeling caged here. And, like, there's just, like, that teenage rebellion thing going on. Yeah, I mean, a lot, like stuff where people become werewolves or anything usually has a pretty strong like metaphorical context of adolescence in there and this definitely falls into that category yes it's i mean it's barely even a metaphor since the characters are that age anyway also true i don't know that or it could be like construed as just like the the time to rebel against authority age that's a thing people go through commonly think uh i mean usually I, I feel like uh i mean at least in american culture that we typically think of the rebellious age as kind of simultaneous with uh like adolescence so yeah i mean kind of the same thing i mean i from the, all the japanese media i consume i get the feeling that they kind of think of it similarly to us in that regard so right i don't know if I'm not going to, like, plant a flag on that, but I think. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but it's the first time it's really come up, I think, more or less. If she also chooses to become an Amazon, that would be interesting, but, you know. Yeah, who, who knows? <laughs> Being an Amazon so far does seem to kind of suck, though. Like, yeah. there seems to be very little upside. Well... <sighs> I have I have questions about that because like so like there's the bracelet thing and that's running out but like we've also just learned that like eggs fix Amazon hunger pretty easily <laughs> yeah yeah uh, like uh, raw foods are apparently a pretty easy solution to the whole Amazon it's not even raw thing. they were eating boiled eggs last time no, I mean mean raw in the context of like uh like non processed. Oh, like, gotcha. like food you've you've just farmed your maybe fresh would have been a better word there. Well I don't know, because like uh Nanaha makes um some like meatball things for hierarchy and that seems to do Amazon things. But I mean <laughs> that soup is also there too, so I don't know if it's just the soup being special again. Special chicken soup. They mentioned it. I thought it was something about like the uh, proteins or something. Yeah, they they did they did say it was something about proteins, but like that's super weird. Yeah. So my... I, I wish we were further along in Ryuki because it really the fact that the taglines of the shows are so similar and they're both like playing around with this like survival conflict thing. Make I mean. I feel like we're going to see, like, a thematic tie between the two of these shows, uh, considering they have the same writer, but we're not far enough along in Ryuki for me to have seen that yet. That's fair. And that'll be interesting to see. Um, so one other thing that that I think is kind of weird and we didn't have, like, any reflection on is, like, we just, like, Haruki, like, flat out, like, kills, like, an Amazon that that's bracelet was like fine so like he was good still and there didn't seem to be like any like recourse or remorse for that which i thought was interesting yeah well i mean the guy like they think it's a guy who's eaten people right and then when they immediately are like oh no that was just some random dude uh they're like well shit we gotta go find the one who was eating people so there isn't they don't take a beat to have him be like Oh, shit. I just killed a guy. Well, I mean, like, they gave him... They did, like, a reaction shot to him, though, but, like, nothing happened from it. Right, right, yeah. And that is something that, like, if he was gonna ex think about, like, that morality of having executed someone who hadn't actually done anything wrong yet, then that would have been a good point to bring it up. Right. And, like, also, there... 
so like he's he's coming with this conflict of like is he still human and stuff so if if he decides he's human is he then just okay murdering amazons is that how that works is he rejecting to the thought of himself being an amazon and just a human with amazon powers then like i'm i'm curious to see like how that rationale works out I don't know. Um, I mean, the way that Jen was talking in episode two, I mean, he he seemed to express it like he's he has his like he he thinks like an Amazon, and in his perspective, like killing and eating and struggling for your own survival is like an inherent good, and with well, so the like, so like Jen's with, motivation was. Is, was pretty laid out though from like his first bit it's like I became an Amazon I'm here to murder all these Amazons cause Nazma did fucked up shit did, does is he like mad at the company he worked there and then he quit and then he infected himself with Amazon to then right, but he's, murder he's Amazon not, he's not trying to like take revenge on the company itself he's just trying to kill the Amazons There. So I I don't know I feel I think um, if he just is like you know we're gonna have conflict among ourselves because that's just what we do uh, like our main human characters so far have been the mercenary team they're having this conflict because of like social needs they have like they have they have debts and obligations that they have to fulfill otherwise they wouldn't be doing this. And, like, it, I don't know if they're going to, like, draw this, draw a line between these people who, like, have to fight to survive and, like, the company or these people who make them do that out of greed. And, like, I think that's a really interesting difference there. Well, they kind of like, touched on it last episode where I think they, they kind of laid it out where Jin comments about, like, in order to survive, you have to put someone or something down. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, you have to, like, you have to kill and eat to live. So, I mean, I, I'm i going to assume that's, that's our running theme here. Right. I And I'm not entirely sure if we're getting this as, like, a perspective on society or, like, the animalistic aspect of being human or... I'm just not really sure where they're going with all this. It's a lot of stuff to put on the table without really having a clear through line where this is going yet. Right. Though I think... I think, like, in the next few episodes we'll have an answer for that. Okay, well, I'm down. I'm down for that. I am interested. It's just, like, yeah, we are five episodes in and they have... I guess that is a how I have been thinking about it. I feel like they've put a lot of stuff on the table while we're like still on the appetizer. Like the next three courses are already on the table. Well, I mean, I feel it's just like it's just like setup slash world building stuff. Right, right. Since the show doesn't seem like it's doing filler, I feel like I can get away with setting that stuff with with the assumption that it's going to like it's going to move on to it in the near future presumably yes uh yeah yeah do you want to go over like the beat by beat plot of the episode instead of just talking about it in general so far um was there anything i missed in my quick summary i definitely noticed during the opening when uh they're looking at jen unconscious on a table the oh, uh, yes. Har- Haruka's mom has a line about uh, make sure you analyze the belt, which made me a little bit curious. Like, I, I'm surprised they don't know about it already. Right. Like, where where did it come from if they don't know about it? That was there. And then there was the thing where other cool business guy called and was like, hey, give me that data because I make money for the company and want to do stuff with that. And they're just like, oh, he just wants the belt because a uh, weapon of war. That's profitable. Yeah, yeah. They're like, he just wants to Resident Evil this whole situation. 
So I guess like that's like another thing too, which I mean I guess that's like the the corporate version of of fighting to survive, I guess. Right, right. Um So I guess you're seeing it from like all all the different levels. That's kind of me bringing my own perspective to it a little bit, but like I think the the contrast between animals that need to fight to to literally eat, to like literally continue to live versus like a company that would start a war to make a profit because like they they have to make a profit because they're a company, but like uh, everyone would be better off if they didn't and like no one would die. So like that's an interesting contrast, but I don't know if so that's something the show's going to explore. So do you think like they're setting up like all the different like um levels of that from like the full animalistic side of the Amazons then up to like the mercenary group needing to do this to just like live quote unquote and then from there you got the corporation doing their higher level shit well I don't know I'm really I really don't know where they're gonna go with it because there's also there's another theme in the show that we haven't really talked about because the characters haven't talked about it yet largely but it keeps coming up of individuality versus collectivism because like we, we i mean there's the corporation versus what we like see that the individual people in it have very different feelings i mean they had the whole thing with the ant colony where like the it, it um the gen and the ant colony are both like these animalistic monsters but just function totally differently and like whether haruka is going to be part of a group or not is a question like they keep playing groups and individuals against each other but no one in the show has brought it up yet do you think that's maybe part of the setup too where again it's like the two different sides of the same thing so you have it both represented from like the bestial amazon side and then like the more human side in in the corporate world right well just the way i was thinking of it like if the show is gonna be like let's explore the interaction between like the x graph of human to animal and the y graph of collectivism versus individuality like that's an interesting situation to explore but that's like fairly complex and i'm not really sure if we're going there right and then i feel like there's there's like a z graph of like like human and amazon stuff and then like a a letter after z line that goes along its other thing uh delta maybe yeah I, yeah i don't know where you go after that do you just go into like greek letters after z who knows uh you might just use well no wait x prime is if you take a der- derivative or something anyway my, my point to that is is like there there's a lot of setup where they can explore a lot of these things yeah and and i really don't know like i feel like they with the the way the show's shot and the way the characters are scripted they've loaded in a lot of like meaningful dialogue like it it seems like a show that is that has something it wants to say but mostly so far it's been like fairly heavy on the action and the exposition like we haven't really got into what the show is saying thematically at all yet and I want to give them the credit if they're loading, if they're, if this is all just like loading the bases for that. Like, I, I think that would be cool if that's what they were doing. But I don't know if that's what they're doing because I haven't watched the rest of the show yet. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to give good faith and, and say like that that's what it's doing. I, I feel, yeah. I feel like you do that in a traditional show. So like, I have no reason to like not give it the benefit of a doubt here. Right. I mean, I feel like, I mean, with, uh, by current, like, American TV standards, you would usually want to lay out the theme in the first episode. Like, you generally want to put 
everything that's gonna be on the table on the table fairly early minus like one or two surprises and they haven't really they're not really using that sort of structure so i i question that and i can't say because i just haven't watched enough of this but this was this was a web show so i want to know like how how that statement you made like fits into like a netflix original or something if it if it does that same thing or if it does something more like amazon's here right yeah i mean like a lot of netflix shows kind of don't use that structure just because I mean, they're, they're movies that have been stretched into 10-hour-long miniseries, almost. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. <laughs> cool. Glad I'm not being totally rambly, then. Okay, so what else happened in this one that we haven't really talked about? Yet? Um, so, so this episode's theme is is about um i guess uh purpose i guess I, th- I feel like i had a better word but then i lost it purpose motivation something uh, along yeah. one of those one yeah of like those... after the sequence where the uh we open up on haruka's mom and her assistant talking and um like the bit that they they have a short discussion about the fact that Haruka doesn't really have an internal motivation as far as they know so far like she says he pretty much just does what he's told like a and she says like a like he's a child right and that's that's kind of like the topper for that scene so uh, we do see and like Haruka throughout the episode he's like kind of trying to decide what he's going to do from here because it seems like he feels some loyalty to Jen, but also some loyalty to this mercenary group, and maybe sort of still a bit of loyalty to his mom. But he's none of these ties are especially strong for him. Right. It. It's almost like it's the first time like a choice has has entered the equation. I suppose that's a that's a good point. Yeah, because maybe like this could easily be the first time he's making a real choice in his life. I mean, so I feel like that's like part of like the overall theme for this. And like another thing that pushes it is um the captain guy comes out and like has a chat with Haruka and it it kind of just ends oh. with the line of um of like I I can't trust someone who doesn't know what they want. Yeah, I actually really liked that bit cuz he basically lays out that like all the rest of my team have a motivation, so I basically know how they're gonna act. Like, even if someone were to choose to, like, betray me or whatever, I would understand why. But with you, you don't have any motivation, so you can act totally randomly for no reason, really. And I I don't have a, like, I can't prepare for that. Which I thought was, like, just an interesting statement of the way he sees the world. Right. Um, so there's that, and that leads into a lot of it. Um, I there's like... a there's a weird scene in the middle here where we see Mamoru in the hospital, and he's being treated like a baby. Do you remember this bit? I do remember this bit. It was super kind of uncomfortable, and I was like, "Is this supposed to be funny? Because like, it's kind of making me a little bit uncomfortable." I guess it is a little humorous, but uh, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I, it's not like out of character or anything, though, because like he's kind of always had like that tint to like his personality or whatever. Like it definitely seems like there's something going on there. Right. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like it, it's not it's not a really a departure from what we've seen of him so far, but it is a little incongruous with the fact that he's like a super strong monster. Right, yeah. I kind of, I kind of don't want to go into go into that and things that that might be like an analog to because I feel like that would all be bad. Oh, okay. I you think it's like a like a weird like 
like mentally defi- like a mental deficiency like an old timey type character who's like a giant but can't think right or something kind of yeah uh i don't i don't really think that's what they're going for it i was actually thinking about it like the i feel like the possibility is still on the table that these people were literally born 2 years ago that that some of the amazons might not have any experience as human beings beyond a couple years because they haven't actually said whether they turned people into Amazons or if they just made them. That's so if he's, true. If he's literally two years old, like this would not be weird behavior at all. That's true. I guess I didn't see it that way. I guess my way went to the bad way first, which I guess bad on me for doing that. Uh, no, I mean, I see where you're coming from. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to pull that sort of trope here. Uh, it would be weird if they did. Right. I, I, I don't know if we're going to get an explanation to it. I think it's just going to be a quirk thing. Yeah. I mean, also, if they wanted to say, like, he was a person, uh, but his all of his memories of, like, his entire life and everything he had learned from, uh, like, his entire brain was erased when he became an Amazon, like, I would also buy that. That would be, like, an interesting, like, tragic thing that happened to a person. Yeah, that's but... true, too. <laughs> but right now, the fact that we're just kind of seeing him act like an infant without an explanation is a little weird yeah i agree so yeah um so i think like the last thing that that's pretty big in this episode that we haven't super talked about is um when um haruka like is murdering people he's kind of into murdering yeah, like he he remembers he he keeps thinking back uh, throughout the episode a few times on the big fight in the ant colony being and it seems like he's like that was kind of awesome I did kind of like that and then like there's always been like the disconnect though like there's a distinct like switch that happens in pretty much I think all of Haruka's fights where like he'll first like try to fight like i guess like a quote-unquote traditional rider and just like regular martial arts stuff but then it like devolves into this like more primal fighting style when it starts to get like overly gory or violent i guess i hadn't thought of that but yeah that's a good point that yeah he does uh yeah he like will transform and do like the rider like kung fu type thing and then usually get his ass kicked until he starts like acting like an like a crazy animal right um good good catch there so oh and i don't think those are meatballs i think those are dumplings okay they look they look like they were seared like meat though hmm yeah maybe you're right and like the way like he takes a bite and then he just like goes into it that that leaves me to believe like that's some sort of meat okay yeah it might actually be like like a stove grilled chicken or something that would make sense so i think it's interesting that so he's got like he's got like external choice he's dealing with from all directions and then he also has like internal choice like do i like killing happening at the same time right right and the fact that the answer to that appears to be yes is disturbing him i'm interested to see like where that part goes I mean, it's not a theme, it's not like a theme you don't see explored in anything else. I mean, hell, they do this in the first Metal Gear Solid game. It's like the, one of the most tradition, like, uh, like, cliche villain things is like, oh, you enjoy committing violence against bad people, don't you? And like, well, yes, humans are, we, we are fairly violent creatures. Like, I mean, you can deny that, but like... (laughs) It's kind of not really up for debate. So it's kind of weird to see uh, Haruka 
have this much existential angst about it, but maybe he's never watched TV before. I, it seems like he was very controlled before, and, like, uh, there's there's so many interesting things about it. I feel like these are going to be answered shortly, so, like, we're just on, like, the cusp of, like, getting, like, I feel like all of this answered, but we're just <laughs> not there yet, so we just get this episode to, to like, kind of explore what it could be. Yeah, yeah, like, they, they get some, the characters get some downtime and to, to like, think about what they're, like, what's going to happen from here. I, I like the bit when, because after um, Jen's girlfriend, what, what's her name? Nana? Nana. Uh, after she picks, uh, picks Hark up and, like, feeds him dinner again, he kind of, like, he sleeps at our house and... They cut from the their house is is really like colorful. We mentioned this last time, I think, when we t- we were here in yeah. episode two. Uh, it's got like a really broad palette, and the lighting there is really warm. We cut over to Haruka's sister, and the palette of their home is like totally white, like it's it's plain white, which like is. Uh, like cleanliness and sterility. Uh, I know that white is also the color of death associated with death in Japan. So, yeah, that's a just an extra bonus. Like, <gasps> it's a dead world type of thing. I mean, know, that, that or just like it's like it's like the clean room, like the sterile room, and like from like the first right. episode, like it's not it's not a far stretch to just think that Haruka's life is was maybe entirely controlled, and like. Right. Like, yeah, so, I like, mean, what was that suppression the, medication he was taking? Yeah, like, the, the stronger thematic tie here is to sterility. Like, the, the medicine he was taking? Uh, now, it, now it's got, it reminded me of, uh... Have you ever seen Equilibrium, Garrett? I love that movie, actually. Okay, you're, it's like... Oh man, do we uh, get to talk about Gen Urobuchi Equilibrium fanfic? <laughs> I don't think that's really relevant here, but we could. I, I mean, we're not... Hey, I guess we're not... Ta- well, okay, no. I, I can six degrees this. Um, <laughs> it's it's true, there is a fairly fairly not too far of a jump between no, no, I, this I can, thematic connection and Gen Urobuchi. No, I, I can get there. Um, Gen Urobuchi did um, an Equilibrium fanfic... And then he used uh, Gunkata as one of the motivations for uh, Mami and Madoka, who is like a certain character in Kamen Rider Ryuki that we haven't got to yet, who oh, has the same writer who... that worked on this show. Oh, oh, that's fun. I did it! <gasps> I'm curious which character in Ryuki uses, like, disposable rifles. Well, no one uses, like, this, it's more of, like, a thematic thing. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. There's, like, a mentor character. Okay, but anyway. Like, in Equilibrium, they also do the, like, inject yourself with the drug that makes you not feel things. And no one has any decorations or anything. Right. So, I don't know if that's an intentional reference or not, or just they're pulling the same theme. And it's a fairly easy way to express that. Uh, cinematically. Yeah, I think they're just pulling the same thing, the same theme. But then that, like, also comes back in this episode where, uh, I forget who says it. It might be the the lady in the extermination group. But they say, like, you know, once, like, a tamed puppy gets out, they can't go back to how it was before. Right, right. Yeah, no matter how docile they were before like after they've bitten their master once they can't go back i think is what she says yeah so um that that's pretty good and like that that's playing out or also like you know like karika's just like hashtag woke now <laughs> i'm not sure if i like eating people counts as wokeness but <laughs> mm, I, I think it's more like having like all of these feels and like choices and decisions and having like this entire worldview open up he is he is matrix red pill awake now so regardless of what else is going on okay so i think uh after the scene where they like do the little contrast between uh jen's house and and uh, haruka's original home 
I think we spend pretty much the rest of the episode on this bus murder plot line. Yeah. I did not see, like, the second murder Amazon plot twist. That was pretty okay. Well, I mean, they kind of cheat a little bit, because you see the guy on the bus drive into the tunnel with a bunch of people and then drive out with no people. (gasps) Yeah. It's kind of, like... If he didn't kill them or didn't collaborate with the person who killed them, that doesn't really make sense. No, that's true. I mean, but, I mean, I thought it was him until they revealed it. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. You got me. They they don't say anything, but I, when, when they said there was another guy, I was like, oh, so the bus guy was intentionally feeding that guy? Do they have a relationship? Uh, it doesn't come up, so. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. That, that's all. That's all I got. Those those are my deep deep thoughts on Amazons. Right. So, oh yeah, and part of the reason that um, Nanaha had picked up uh, Haruka was because the uh, after the the captain of the mercenary squad gave a speech about like you don't have any motivation i can't really trust you he was basically like you should not stay here and be part of the squad because of that so like na- um so when the mercenary squad gets the notification like there's a amazon killing people when they all wake up they kind of give the captain a look like wait a minute we had two we had two super-powered Amazon trump cards, and you we don't have either of them right now because one's injured and you sent the other one away. Guns. Uh, yeah, those don't work terribly well, ever. Uh, gas. That did work a little better, but it does not seem like they have any way to deploy it in this situation. I mean, fair. Um, um, Haruka can now just randomly sense Amazons, and I don't get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't... I like, don't I don't even think Jin could do that, because he was just, like, bugging the the truck. Yeah, he was, uh... Yeah, he had, like, a radio scanner for when the team would deploy, so he couldn't sense them, so... Yeah. Maybe this is a Haruka-specific power. But what does that mean? Uh, maybe he's just the best Amazon. I guess we'll find out. Uh, well, I mean, he is the Omega. Omega. I, I do like, uh, oh god, what, what excuse does Shotgun Guy give when he hurries everyone off the bus? Uh, like, the, they, they stop the bus in the tunnel, uh, Haruka joins up with them, and they're like, well, okay, I guess we're not gonna get rid of you or anything. And uh, the bus still has people, this is like a separate one from, we saw one busload of people disappear. This busload of people is still alive. And, um, um, I, I don't remember what excuse he says. He's just like, everyone needs to get out. Like, there's a problem with this bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, there's a problem with the bus. Please get off. Get off, please. And I mean, if a dude with a shotgun comes onto the bus, I mean, I guess that's the... You're probably happy to hear that more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, that's like one of the best situations you could have with a guy with a shotgun coming up to you. Right, right. Yeah, please leave is like probably the best thing that can any that a dude with a shotgun can say to you. So yeah, as soon as they get everyone off the bus, the bus driver drives away. He he make like makes a run for it. Um I think shotgun guy and knife lady are in the bus. No, it's captain and knife lady cuz shotgun guy's back in the tunnel oh. and we cut back to him at the Yeah, end. yeah. Yeah, they, they leave him behind, because Sniper Guy drives away the truck, and Shotgun Guy's still in the tunnel, and he doesn't get to join the fight, because he, he didn't wasn't quick enough. Which, that's a shame. I feel like the shotgun's the most effective gun they have. I think the sniper rifle might be the most effective one they have. Did they kill someone in an earlier episode? Mm. I feel like the sniper rifle's too hard to set up, though. Uh, Yeah. Like, I feel like the Amazons are too quick-moving, or they're, like, in the way, or something like that. I feel like the shotgun is the best, uh, bang for the buck. Mostly the the weird thing about the sequence is, okay, so the guy starts driving the bus out of the tunnel, um, Captain and Knife Lady fall onto the floor, and, like, they just, they can't stand up. 
a bus is moving slightly erratically, so they there's nothing they can do. They are totally incapacitated. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, standing up in buses are hard. <laughs> right, but they are trained professionals. And in murder. I would expect them to be able to deal with, like, a bus slightly swerving. I don't know, man. Like, that's like gravity and, like, balance and shit. <laughs> it did not make them seem terribly competent to me. But, you know, that's just me. That's fair. Okay, you, you gotta, like, one of these shots in here, They you hear the motorcycle growling constantly. It's very weird. It's just like the rev-up sound. I'm like, oh, he's revving the motorcycle again. That's fine. It, revs don't sound like lion roars, though. There's not many motorcycles around where I live. Aren't there? Hmm. Uh, I guess we have a fairly large motorcycle community around here. Oh, I didn't notice how obviously CG it was when uh, Haruka jumps up on top of the bus and breaks the driver's window. It's pretty and, CG. Yeah, it's a very CG mirror break to that window. Uh, but yeah, he throws the guy out of the bus. And time for Amazon fight. Yeah. And then he murders him. It's, you know, it's par for the course. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like... Did, did you look up what kind of animal this guy is? Yeah, he's, he's a got butterfly. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because he's got, like, a scarf and a... I, I thought he might be a hornet at first, but I guess he does have a proboscis, so... Yeah. I He also makes a weird buzzing noise that I guess got me thinking, like, a bee-type Yeah, thing. I think, like... Yeah, I, I I thought something else, but then I looked it up. I'm like butterfly. I'm like, I mean, I guess. I feel like the the um, scarf should be over his back if he's a butterfly, right? Instead of on his front. Just seems like a mistaken costuming there. Well, it's fine. The other one is butterfly too. <laughs> also, okay, I didn't really notice this the first time, but now that I'm clicking through the fight scene again, the. The scarf clearly gets hung up on the suit actor's face fairly early in, in this sequence, and they he can't move it. So he's just got this scarf over his costume's face the whole time. That's dedication to where they just did not reshoot that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the suit actor is clearly doing some good work there. Good job, yeah. A bit through the fight, he starts, like, sparking, and I was like, is he, like, charging up for a super move or something? But, no, that's just the mercenary group ineffectively shooting him with their electric bullets. I mean, he, like, recoils a little bit. He gets annoyed. I mean, it's better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> Barely better than nothing. But, yeah, he, he fights this guy for a while and eventually does the violent punish arm blade thingy. And uh, then they, they his belt, they uh, pick up his armband and realize that he still had medicine left in it. So he probably wasn't killing people randomly. Yep. It was the other one in the tunnel. Yeah, and the thing in the tunnel, it's kind of weird looking. Like, it's got a... it's much bigger. Like, it's rounder. It looks like cocoon form of butterfly. Oh, you think that's what's going on? Like it's a metapod? That's what I think. We do see it web up a guy and then jam him with a giant needle tongue and suck, like, suck the guy dead. But yeah, uh, she is trying to find Haruka and she happens to be in the taxi uh, that this uh, that the monster stops and eats the driver of. So Mizuki is in danger as part of the cliffhanger for this episode. Yep. Yeah, Nanaha grabs Jin's jacket and is, like, gonna go try and rescue him or something. Unclear if she's gonna, like, throw Parka into that. Also, I'm not entirely sure what the signal is for her to take action here. She just wakes up and does it, it looks like. Yeah, there, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, and I think, yeah... I think we we're, went through basically everything that happens in this one. We're just on the cusp of things happening, so... 
that's kind of what this episode is. It's just a build up to things happening, and we don't know what the things are. So we're going to speculate right. about the things. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess I've talked a lot about the theming of the show. It's just, uh, I, I, the, the whole like a common writer show for adults thing. Just the whole, the whole concept is a little bit strange. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm not totally sold on the concept until they 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 really have to win me over on that. Just because, I don't know. I just know, don't know if it's, like, really necessary to present a common Rider show in a format like this. I mean, obviously people liked it, so, you know, that's fine. I'm just not really sure if it's, like, better than a regular common Rider show. Eh, it's different. Yeah, I mean, do you have any feelings about this, Garrett? Is this just me feeling weird about this, or... I have no super strong feelings one way or another. Okay. okay. I, I mean, also, like, I've watched, like, Garo, so I'm, like, I'm also just more accustomed to, like, Toku, but with violence and tits. <laughs> do, do they have tits in Garo? Yeah, in, like, the first episode within, like, the first four minutes. <laughs> ah, really, uh, planting their flag for the we have boobs. I mean, that's only the first season, like... It, it's not, like, that bad. Um, uh, girl's just, like, more, like, violent and just, like, more mature in general. Okay, fair enough. I have not seen any of the Garo shows. Their fight scenes are always fucking dope. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen any Garo, so I guess uh, this is a little bit unusual, just in my experience. Yeah, I can't, like, confirm the source where I read it from or who I was talking to about it, but Garo is generally, like, a test bed for, like, a lot of, like, directors to, like, cut their teeth on, which is why, like, we get all, like, these cool, like, fight scenes out of it. Mmm. It's, like, where they experiment with new suit techniques and stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, like... Like, most of, like, out-of-fight out of stuff is the bigger stuff. Like, I watched... Uh, I finished Versus Road not too long ago, and, like... There's, like, a Garo fight in that entire show. Hmm. Interesting. And the, re the rest is all, like, out-of-suit practical effects stuff. And, like, it's good. It's fun. It's interesting. I would recommend a watch of it. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's kind of... It's, like... Are the... Do the Garo shows have the same format as as Kamen Rider, where none of them are really linked together at all? Mm, it depends. Like, there's there's definitely, like, a main Garo continuity. Versus Road definitely isn't in there, and, like, the anime stuff is separate, too. So, like, it depends. Maybe, a, uh... I should probably watch the rest of Vanishing Line sometime. That show had, like, an interesting setting. Yeah, Vanishing Line's real cool. I, I liked it. Like, the art style was real good. Like, the fights were real good. I guess my main problem was that, uh... Blood Blockade Battlefront was on at, like, the same time. And they had, like, kind of similar concepts. I really liked Blood Blockade Battlefront, so... I guess it's just one of those things where... You just pick one and go with it at the time. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, this is a show on the internet at dreamthroughduckcast.com where there's links to all of the podcatchers. There's, like, emails and Twitters and all of that stuff. Yep. You can find us on Stitcher and other stuff. Spotify. We're on Google Play. Google Play. Apple thing. All of the things. Yep. Uh, yeah. And you can follow us on Twitter or send us emails if you have any questions or comments or, uh, do you want to be on the show? You, you might be able to do that if you just ask us. You know. Yeah. That's things we can do. And, uh, we'll be back next time with something Common Rider related. Possibly. Yeah. I, I mean, I would assume so. We're drinking cast Common Rider Retrospective. It's we do title. do Common Rider stuff. That's true. Well, we did. We did. Uh, uh, we did Kira Major that one time. That's true. But did that? No, uh, no, did that I, show start filming again? By the way, we can. I can link that back to Common Rider too. Like decade makes that all work out. <laughs>
It's fine. Did did that show start filming again? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. Both both Kira, Kira Major and Zero One have resumed um schedule uh, resumed shooting and the like. I'm glad that everyone in Japan is doing okay enough to where they can do production stuff again. That's cool. Uh, in America, we cannot do that yet. Everything is still basically on hold. And until next time, we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. <laughs>